Welcome to Inscribing Inclusion. I'm your host, Jocelyn Armstrong. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you're a regular listener, I would like to welcome you to the start of season three. Yes, season three. That means we're beginning a third year together. This podcast started in March of 2021, and I am happy to say that it is still going strong and you all are still getting foundational knowledge about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I hope that if you have listened before, you enjoyed what you heard, you learned something new, you applied something that you learned, and I'm glad that you're tuning in. Today, we're going to make a case for curiosity. We're accustomed to hearing about lawyers proving their cases. They sift through facts and analyze those facts against the law to make persuasive arguments in favor of their clients. Business professionals and social scientists use case studies, so building a case, if you will, in a different sense, to explain complex concepts by using real-life examples. Today, I want to make a case for curiosity as a component of diversity, equity, and inclusion learning. Now, if you spend any time with me on this podcast, you know that I thoroughly enjoy looking up definitions and trying to settle on a standard or agreed upon definition that I'll use during this episode. And so today I want to set the stage for curiosity by defining curiosity or being curious as being eager to learn or know something. Sometimes curiosity is confused with being nosy different conversation for a different day. But curiosity displays eagerness, that there is something that you don't know or that you don't know a lot about. And you have a desire, a strong desire, to learn more about it or to learn more in general. When I think about curiosity, I think about the small children that I know or little kids that I've seen out in public. They look around at all types of sounds. Their eyes are always moving. Their heads are always turning. Um, Their attention is is grabbed by many different things. Uh, They want to touch things or they like to put things in their mouths because it's a way for them to explore the world. Don't necessarily think that we should be running around just putting random objects in our mouths. However, curiosity through food is a whole other conversation, again, that we can have on a different day. But the thing that I learned from children that I'm around, particularly very small kids like toddler age, is that they are very interested in the world around them. Something seems to happen when people get older and they seem to lose that childhood wonder and curiosity. Uh, People sometimes stop seeking new experiences or asking questions or looking beyond the surface of people and things that they encounter. Some even go as far as deciding that they know about a topic with limited or no exposure to that topic. They will repeat the statements of others without digging deeper And sometimes we'll cut off an entire group of people using faulty and uninformed premises. 
I want to encourage you today to reconnect with your curiosity, to extend your existing curiosity, to be more childlike in your approach to the world. Again, particularly as it relates to your diversity, equity, and inclusion learning. Ask questions, seek out new experiences, go beyond the surface and dig deeper into topics and things that you come upon. One way that we can expand our curiosity is to question ourselves. I try to and believe that folks should regularly question themselves and, and their long-held beliefs. So think about, you know, what do you believe? Think about why you believe those things. When and how were these beliefs shaped? Where did you learn these things? Were they passed down to you from elders or shared with you by peers? Did you hear a thing or accept something as true or put something into your toolkit, if you will, based upon an initial passing without seeking out more information or doing a deeper dive? Do you have personal experiences or access to firsthand knowledge? from someone else about particular topics. So think about all the broad topics that we tend to talk about in DEI, race, ethnicity, gender and gender identity, disability, generational diversity, socioeconomic status, religion. the things that we think about top of mind when we're thinking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Do you go beyond the slides and the presentation that happens at your workplace? Do you hear one statistic, hold on to that, and not find out later whether or not it changes? Do you hear something from someone who may not be a reliable source or someone who's done a little bit of research themselves, but you hear that thing, you take that thing and you run with it and you don't question your acceptance of that. The other thing you can do by regularly questioning yourself and your beliefs is it gives you an opportunity to check and interrupt your biases. And it also helps you flex your empathy muscle, as I like to say sometimes. I had a conversation, a text conversation with a friend recently, and I was questioning how someone was responding to a particular group of people that I was pretty sure they had not had exposure to. And my friend shared with me that he previously held similar beliefs as the person that I was perplexed by. And he said what helped him understand was he kind of did some introspective work and started to approach people with a certain level of empathy and an understanding that if he could be 
discriminated against, if people could try to marginalize him based on his identities, that it was not outside the realm of possibility for another group of people who did not share his identities to also be discriminated against or pushed out of what people would consider to be the mainstream or air quotes normal. So regularly questioning ourselves and practicing introspection helps us think differently about the world around us and the people that we encounter and broadens our ability to maybe not directly understand someone's plight, right? But have empathy for the fact that someone may be experiencing something similar to what we have. After you've questioned yourself, think about who or what you would like to know more about. Just make a list. And then seek out reliable sources. We all know that everything that we search on Google or that we pull up on YouTube is not accurate. I was talking to a colleague today about how we miss when people would do research before they put out, I'll use air quotes around news stories because now folks have all manner of social media that they can disseminate information through and they don't always do a little bit of research and dig into the information that they're trying to share. So when you pull something up online or if you read a book, check out the bibliography. Maybe try to find a similar book or one with opposite views. But at the very least, particularly if you're doing online searching and internet searches, take a few minutes to cross-reference and check the source. It'll just take a couple of seconds. Sometimes you don't even have to click too far. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page and hit the About You section, and you can see if it's a satire site or if they don't have any other references to their site, mm, they may not quite be as reliable. Another way you can have a reliable source is to ask someone who has firsthand knowledge to either share a list of resources that they recommend as accurate, or depending on the nature of your relationship, they may even share some of their personal experiences with you. So if you're like, I really want to know more about the insert type of person experience here, or I really want to know more about this historical event or even recent historical event, and you know that there's someone that has deep knowledge in that, ask them, do you have a book list or point me to a website that you consider to be a reliable source? Because I want to do a little more digging. Is there a place that you recommend that I go to purchase books or to watch documentaries or whatever the case may be? And while you're on your learning journey, as I often like to encourage people, acknowledge your learning style and maximize your learning opportunities in that space. So how do you like to learn? Use that method to extend your understanding and satisfy your curiosity. If you're more likely to be a reader, then books are your jam, right? Or if you're a person who enjoys and retains best through auditory learning, then podcasts and audiobooks are your thing. 
If you're a visual learner, then it's time for you to pull up a movie or go to a museum. You are much more likely to engage with and retain information in ways that appeal to your learning style. I'm not saying you shouldn't stretch yourself. Certainly you should. But at the same time, everything does not always have to be heavy labor in order for you to pick up knowledge. It does not have to be some grueling activity, and it should not be, honestly, some grueling activity for you to learn something new, particularly if you're engaging in things that cover heavy topics, sad topics, things that are related to like violence against people based on their identity. You should do that using your learning style. Not to necessarily make it easier on yourself, but make it more likely that you're going to engage with that material and really, really pick up the lessons. The other thing that you should do is feed your curiosity consistently. Commit to learning a new thing at regular intervals. Depending on your capacity to take in and process information, this could be daily, weekly, or monthly. So because of the work that I do on a daily basis and then outside of my nine to five, probably not a day goes by that I'm not reading a part of a book or digging through some articles or listening to a podcast practically every day. Those are things that I do because it is a huge part of my daily life and my work. For you, it may be weekly. Like you may have a a certain time set aside every week that you're going to read and devote to learning something new. Whatever it is, find your rhythm and click into your curiosity on a consistent basis. And allow yourself flexibility. Do not be so rigid with your schedule that you deny yourself an opportunity to interact with a new topic or new learning experience if it pops up outside of your scheduled or set aside time. I want to encourage you as well to check your motives. This is kind of where I talk about the difference between being curious and being nosy. When you're considering what and who you want to learn more about, ask yourself why you want to learn more Is it because you are trying to build empathy and understanding of different people and topics? Is it your plan to use this to try to prove a point or weaponize the information that you acquire? Think about the benefits of learning more. Because here's the thing, curiosity matched with the right motives can be incredibly beneficial. Please do not use curiosity as a cloak for exploitation or a tool for violence. And when I say violence, I don't mean just physical violence. I mean, don't use curiosity as a way to learn more about people and then turn that information on them to deny them access to something or to try to prove that you are better, stronger, faster, smarter. That's not why we should be seeking to learn more about other people. It's about understanding folks and the way that we can navigate the world alongside other people. This is particularly true when it comes to marginalized groups. 
because if you are not using that information properly, it can be dangerous at some aspects in actually physically violent ways. So check your motives and think about why you want to learn more. I am inclined to believe that if you are listening to me speaking right now and you have listened to me before, that your motives are pure, that you really want to learn more because you are absolutely curious and excited about learning about other people and topics that you are not as familiar with. So that 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 caution of having right motives is for anybody else you might be sharing this particular episode with. Another thing that's going to happen probably as you are exploring your your curiosity and expanding your curiosity is you might become uncomfortable. When we are moving in unfamiliar territory, it is certainly possible that we are not as comfortable as we would be in more familiar spaces. Do not dismiss the discomfort. Acknowledge it for what it is. Do not allow it to stop your learning journey. Embrace it and try to figure out why. Why are you uncomfortable? What about a thing makes you feel kind of warm or embarrassed or uneasy? Is it because you're comfortable with the status quo and that knowing more is not a thing that you actually want to do? Or is it just that the topic kind of caught you off guard and you sort of have to adjust and navigate through those feelings. If you're uncomfortable, also think about what do you stand to lose by knowing more or understanding something or someone differently than you did before? I believe that knowing more is something that is positive and it is something that adds to who you are as a human. There's not really a lot to lose by learning more. Now, sometimes certain things will lose their their mystique or we won't be as excited about some things once we learn what's really going on underneath the surface. And that's okay. But personally, we don't lose a lot by knowing more. And then consider what you stand to gain by having a greater understanding. Do you stand to gain better relationships with people, healthier interactions with others, stronger convictions about a thing or a group of people? Think about what you stand to gain by having greater understanding. And as you're satisfying this curiosity, and working toward greater exploration, consider what you will do with your increased knowledge. I encourage you not to hoard it, but instead to share it. Use it to help others understand the world around them. Perhaps you might use your knowledge to advocate for others. Maybe what you learn 
can be used to help you become an ally or become a better ally. I also encourage you to be careful not to become arrogant. As you gain knowledge, you will know more than some people in other spaces. But you have to remember that you didn't always know what you know now before you acquired the knowledge that you have you were just as unaware as some other people so don't shame people who are maybe behind you on learning curve so to speak and we know that there's all types of reasons that folks don't want to learn new things or don't attempt to learn new things but once they start on that learning journey be helpful to them or just encourage them on that journey. Even if you're not spending time teaching them new things, be encouraging to them on their journey. Think about when you were a kid in say second or third grade and you were starting to learn multiplication and division. If you had a younger sibling or relative who was in kindergarten, they had not gotten to that stage of math yet. You didn't make fun of them for not knowing that, right? It's just the thing that they didn't know yet. They weren't exposed to. Similarly goes what we learned about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Everybody's going to be in a different space. And here's the fun fact. Even people who read and research and do this regularly as a part of their work or their daily lives still learn a new thing every day. And generally, those folks get very excited about learning that new thing or approaching a familiar topic from a different angle. And so then you cannot get them to stop (laughs) from telling other people what they've learned and shouting it from the rooftops. So I, I want you to carefully handle your increased knowledge and be open to sharing it with others and be open to acknowledging when there are things that you don't know and where and how you can pick up additional knowledge, even if many other people consider you an expert. Finally, I encourage you to document your journey. However you document things, whether you write in a journal, you type notes in your laptop, you use voice notes, however you choose to document your journey, maybe even for you it is through some sort of visual art, some other expression of what you've learned I encourage you to document it because what happens is as time goes on, you can see what you once knew and where your knowledge has increased. And you'll also have a window into what else you can learn. I want you to think about how you've challenged yourself over time. Consider how the information that you've taken in has challenged you. But again, documenting your journey is key because it just helps you see where you stand and where you can grow. So with that being said, I hope that you enjoyed this really quick episode and that it ignites a fire in you to expand your curiosity. This was by no means an attempt to answer all the questions, if anything else, You've probably left with more questions as you start to think about who you are and practicing a little bit of introspection and then trying to build a list of things and people that you want to know more about 
and then thinking about how you're going to go about that, what resources you'll use and how you'll handle discomfort and how you'll make sure that your motives stay pure and then what you're going to do with the knowledge that you've gained. Again, I really, really, really hope this helps you. And I'm going to, in the show notes, drop a link to a worksheet because it's a thing that I like to do to give you kind of a starting place on your documentation journey. I hope it's something that you will use and enjoy and find very helpful. With that being said, thanks for tuning in and stick around for one last thing. And now it's time for one last thing. Today's quote comes from Zora Neale Hurston, who was an author, anthropologist, and filmmaker. Hurston wrote such classics as Their Eyes Were Watching God and Hitting a Straight Lick with a Crooked Stick. Hurston lived among and wrote about various populations of Black folks in the U.S. and the Caribbean. Her work as an anthropologist, author, and filmmaker highlighted her curiosity about people. And so Hurston once said that research is formalized curiosity. It is poking and prying with a purpose. 